Welcome back to the AUA Inside Track podcast. Today we're talking with Dr. Eugene Cohn, and we're going to be discussing an article that came out in AUA News last year about his experience working in Bhopal, India. So Dr. Cohn traveled to Bhopal, India as part of an IVU med trip to take part in a multi-day urology camp sponsored by a local nonprofit that offers completely free care to patients. Dr. Cohn was particularly struck with the passion the camp's founder had for this work, proclaiming that urology is the best job ever. This is especially important when juxtaposed against the increasing rates of burnout by urologists in the United States. Dr. Cohen then wrote about his experience in the issue of AUA News, and we're going to be talking more about his experience with him today. So Dr. Cohen, please just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background before we jump into your experience at the camp. Absolutely. Uh, So thank you so much for having me on. And I am currently a fellow in urologic oncology at the combined program between Massachusetts General Hospital and Brigham and Women's Hospital. And before that, I was a resident at Duke University Health System. So tell me about the mega free urology camp that you were a part of this taking place in Bhopal, India. Absolutely. So in December of 2018, I was fortunate enough to receive funding from the Southeast section of the AUA uh, for a trip with IVU Med. Uh, For those of you who aren't as familiar with the organization, IVU Med is International Volunteers in Urology, uh, and it's a urology-specific not-for-profit that operates under the motto of Teach One, Reach Many, uh, with the idea that they fund uh, and help organize trips where residents, fellows, and attendings in urology will go to the developing world, uh, participate in surgical camps such as the one that I was fortunate enough to participate in. Uh, but it's a, a critical component of these camps that local urologists and surgeons are part of them. Uh, so kind of under the whole idea of, you know, teach a man to fish, um, you uh, teach as much as you can about up-to-date techniques, how to use new technology, ideally you bring uh, plenty of supplies with you to leave there, uh, and then ideally have a, you know, a positive impact on the care that's delivered in that area for, for time to come. About a year and a few months ago, I was able to travel to Bhopal, India, which is smack dab in the middle of the country. Uh, I went with uh, Dr. Gopal Badwani, uh, who is uh, an attending out of Wake Forest, who is a long-time participant in this camp. Uh, and then Dima Raskolnikov, who is uh, a resident at University of Washington uh, in Seattle. Uh, and we were there to participate in this mega free urology camp, uh, which is organized uh, by a local religious not for profit um, and basically provides completely free care uh, with no means testing or really anything beyond just show up and we'll take care of you. Um, to anyone who can get to Bhopal, which again is very centrally located, uh, and you know covers really all range of urologic conditions. Um, we had everyone showing up from patients with you know, small kidney stones, large kidney stones, urethral strictures, uh, pediatric uh, congenital abnormalities such as hypostasis. Um, we had. Uh, you know, patients with enlarged prostates, uh, tarps are obviously a key component. Uh, and basically, there's an eye hospital in uh, downtown Bhopal that gets converted over to a urologic hospital for uh, the course of the week. 
Um, patients show up, uh, they're evaluated in one of the clinics, um, they're operated on in one of the operating rooms, uh, and then they recover in this large recovery ward, which is about the size of a high school gymnasium, just has cots uh, stacked pretty closely together. Uh, and they're taken care of by volunteer nurses um, and their family members. And it's really quite an incredible organization. Um, urologists come from all over uh, India to participate in this and uh, to, to kind of learn about the, the newer techniques. Uh, and we bring supplies. Dr. Badlani brought an absolutely incredible amount of equipment with him, I mean, multiple check bags and boxes uh, worth of wires and dilators. Uh, I believe there are some scopes included. Uh, um, and, you know, I was just really impressed with the, the level of care that was provided. And you wrote about this experience in the July 2019 issue of AUA News, and you said you were particularly struck with the passion the camp's founder had about his work. Why did this stand out to you? Sure. So, you know, the way that the camp is set up is, is free care is being provided, and it's funded entirely by donations and then by the, the local religious organization. Um, and the, the founder of it, Dr. Uh, Chandrapal Devani, uh, was really kind of the founding urologist in Bhopal, which is a city of one and a half million people. And, and for most of his career, he's been the only urologist providing care for this population. And he just absolutely loves what he does. Uh, and these camps are a fantastic opportunity to really get back to the basics of just providing care without worrying about billing, without worrying about ethic, without worrying about checkboxes. Um, and, you know, you're not worried about what someone's insurance status. You're literally just see patient, evaluate patient, treat patient with whatever treatment you think is best, given the resource limitations at hand. Um, and then they get good follow-up because Dr. Devani and now there are a few other urologists in the area uh, volunteer to take care of these patients afterwards for free. So it's a very liberating um, clinical experience. It's a very pure surgical experience from our standpoint. Um, and since Dr. Devani has been, I mean, this was the 93rd camp that he's run along these lines. So this is like a big part of his life. And I think it's a big part of why he's just such a generally happy and fulfilled guy. I mean, he doesn't worry about a lot of the things that we worry about here. He just provides good care and everything kind of comes out in the wash for him. In the article you wrote about there something along the lines of there's no silver bullet to com combat burnout, but you do suggest that making the work more satisfying um, and that may be more important than efforts to nibble around the edges with things like free yoga classes or motivational pep rallies. So let me let me hear more about your thoughts on that, what you were writing in AUA News. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, when I went to the, the camp in December of 2018, that was right in the middle of a series of articles that were being published about burnout in urology um, from a group out of Georgetown, among others. Uh, and burnout was really kind of entering in a big way into the public consciousness, uh, burnout in medicine being a problem. Um, to backtrack a little bit, I mean, basically, at this point, it's pretty well established. Physicians are much more likely to be burnt out, um, either having feelings of depersonalization or, uh, you know, lack of job satisfaction. Um, and, you know, about half of physicians at large suffer from this, um, and rates are increasing. Uh, and there's a piece, uh, we don't know as much about attending burnout in urology, but there's a 
piece in JAMA recently who reported that urology residents were actually the most burnt out of any specialty, um, which doesn't really necessarily match up to my experience. I, I actually have loved my time in training so far and hope to really uh, continue to find the fulfillment that I currently have in my career going forward. Uh, but looking at the statistics, it can be a little bit disheartening. Uh, so, you know, in that backdrop, uh, going over and seeing this guy who just was completely convinced, I mean, Dr. Devani would say this is the best job. And he's completely convinced that urology is the best job because we have, uh, you know, we have a great mix of really medically urgent conditions, uh, elective conditions, lifestyle conditions, cancer. We have short-term, long-term, all kinds of surgical approaches. I mean, we really do have a fantastic variety uh, of conditions and types of patients and types of surgeries that we get to do. And there's all of these, if you boil it down on the clinical level, there's you know all of these uh, great opportunities to, to extract joy and fulfillment from your work. Um, when it's done in that kind of, you know, very pure setting. Uh, so it made me think a lot about, well, so what is it about the American healthcare system that is contributing to these levels of burnout? And I think the answer is basically everything. Um, the data shows that electronic medical records are massive contributors. I mean, physicians are spending twice as much time uh, looking at a computer as they are looking at a patient these days. Um, billing concerns, ever-increasing RVU productivity bonuses, uh, decreasing grant rates. I mean, the, you know, there, there are a lot of, of factors to point out. And I think that's a big part of why I said, you know, I don't think there's a silver bullet to combat burnout because one, I'm far too junior in my career and, and I don't think I have nearly the level of hubris that would be required to say, yeah, I know how to fix burnout. Um, but two, it's just, it's a really multifaceted problem and there's a lot of different contributors. Uh, but one thing that I think, uh, you know, I, I personally can find, um, disheartening and, and, and almost a little bit, uh, offensive at times is, is all this talk about, oh, building physician resilience and, uh, you know, the idea that if we just kind of do a little bit of frosting of the cake or, you know, put lipstick on the pig or, or, you know, give people a free yoga class once a month or a chair massage every couple months, uh, or have like an all hands on deck half day pep rally, um, which, you know, was done at, at a, a facility that I'm familiar with, um, that that will somehow fix just the very intrinsic, difficult, uh, combination of factors that are they're contributing to, to physician burnout. Um, I think that, you know, really we need to be looking at structural change. Um, Kevin Koo, who's the immediate past chair of the resident and fellow committee, uh, and I uh, recently wrote a, a letter to the editor about this, um, that, you know, at this point, it's established fact that burnout in urology and burnout in medicine at large is a problem. Um, burnout's been linked to uh, worse patient outcomes. It's obviously been linked to decreased physician satisfaction, but it's also been linked to uh, decreased physician longevity in terms of either leaving your existing job or retiring from the workforce altogether. And unfortunately, it's also been linked to physician suicide. So each year, about a million Americans lose their doctors to suicide. Uh, so, I mean, this is a problem that is not only something with an impact on physicians, but it's got a significant impact on patients as well. Um, so at this point, you know, it's established burnout is a problem, 
uh, and we have some idea of what the factors are that are contributing, um, but we haven't really started to get at what are things that can fix it uh, or at least ameliorate it. Um, so these kind of, you know, fluffy, you know, temporary, cheap interventions, uh, you know, maybe they make you feel good in the moment, but they don't really do much to, to fix long-term job satisfaction. So I guess that's kind of what I was getting at is that I think that, you know, much more research is needed at true systemic level interventions to see if they can combat burnout. Um, one example that I think would be low-hanging fruit is there are institutions that have made scribes widely available for their attendings. It'd be you know, interesting to, if a, an institution were considering doing that, look at the level of the burnout pre-intervention, then put the scribes in and look at the, look at the level of uh, burnout afterwards. Um, there's some evidence that scribes basically support themselves in increased clinical productivity, but if you can show that they also decrease burnout, then at that point, I think it becomes a, a you know, pretty obvious win-win uh, for both the attendings and the institution. Dr. Cohn, do you have any other final comments you want to leave us with before we wrap up this interview? Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, first, I do want to be very clear. I love the work that I do right now. Um, I've been very fortunate in the institutions that I've been exposed to uh, to be very well supported, well mentored. Um, and so, you know, my comments on burnout are certainly not indicative that, that I feel burnt out in, uh, in my work or my life right now. Um, but looking ahead, the statistics are pretty sobering. Uh, and, you know, burnout is a problem for the urology workforce at large. Um, and especially as junior as I am in my career, I certainly wouldn't say that I have the answers, uh, but looking at the data, it's pretty sobering. So I think that really, you know, if, if anything, we as a field should be seeing the existing data to call to arms uh, to really look at ways to combat burnout, to increase job satisfaction, and ultimately to make everyone uh, a little bit happier and, and, and also more, more likely to keep working for longer because with a looming uh, urologist shortage, uh, that's going to be necessary to continue to deliver high-level care for our patients. Our guest today has been Dr. Eugene Cohn discussing burnout in urology and some of the lessons he learned from his work in Bhopal, India. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Cohn. Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for listening to the AUA Inside Tracked Podcast an official podcast of the American Urological Association. For more information, please visit auanet.org.